at any signs of unsocial behaviour. Rowley raised the tailgate of the car and, ducking his head and hunching his broad shoulders, sat inside, close to the small bitch, whose tail thumped nervously as she gazed out at this unfamiliar scene. He stroked her trembling body reassuringly, and she snuggled in under his arm. "'This is Beavis,' he told her. "'He's a nice person, really.' I wish I could say the same for Uncle Bernard, but I wouldn't want to lie to you so early in our relationship. Beavis advanced his nose, tail wagging, and Rowley sighed with relief. Good fellow, he said. Make her feel welcome. Her mistress died last week, and she's in shock. Her name's Floss. He stood up, leaving the tailgate open so that Floss might choose her own time to jump out, and paused for a moment in the sunshine. Across the yard, at right angles to the house, a small stable was set back a little, a short flight of steps climbing to the upper storey and its own front door. It provided excellent, if minimal, guest accommodation, and had been a useful source of income as a holiday let in the past. Now, it seemed, holiday-makers required dishwashers, jacuzzis, and wall-to-wall -wall luxury, even on the edge of Bodmin Moor, and these days the flat was used by their own friends, who came with Mim from London at regular intervals to escape from the city. At least it would be available for Daisy Quinn. "'Do you remember me telling you about her?' his sister had asked. "'She was one of my favourite pupils. Well, everyone loved Daisy.' "'A real sweetie, and such a gifted dancer. "'She'd just begun to get principal roles with the company she joined last year. "'Such a blow!' "'He hadn't asked the nature of Daisy's injury. "'Mim's words, bringing forcibly to his mind her own terrible accident, "'were enough to tie his tongue and tense his muscles. "'It's a partly torn muscle in her back, and the tissue is badly inflamed,' "'Mim had added quickly, as if guessing his reaction.' She did it during rehearsal about six weeks ago, and it's pretty serious, because it's the third time she's damaged it, and each time it takes longer to heal. Anyway, the company has gone on tour without her. She's managing to get about again, and I thought a holiday in Cornwall might do her good. Would you mind? Of course he didn't mind. It would be good to have some company, human company. He opened the plastic bag that contained Flossie's worldly goods and experienced the now familiar pang of compassion. A good quality leather lead, a green frisbee, two hard rubber balls, and a well-chewed teddy with both ears missing. These were her toys. A clean tartan rug folded quite small at the bottom of the bag and a metal feeding bowl completed the inventory. Taking one of the balls, he went out to the car. Beavis was watching with benign alertness as Floss hovered uncertainly, making up her mind to jump out. "'Good girl,' said Rowley, encouragingly. "'Come on, then. Look. What's this?' He bounced the ball several times, and Beavis jumped at it, barking excitedly. Even Uncle Bernard bustled back to check what was happening, lest things were getting out of hand. Floss leaped from the car, chasing the ball with Beavis and Rowley reached for his cap, closed the back door, and led them all out into the lane that descended to the ford. The clear water trickling down from the high moors barely covered the stony bed of the ford. 
Nevertheless, Uncle Bernard chose to cross by the old granite bridge, as if to disassociate himself from the antics of the two bigger dogs, who rushed gleefully into the stream. Floss drank deeply from the icy water, until Beavis barged her playfully, and they began a mock fight, splashing and leaping, until Rowley threw the ball far beyond the ford, and they both raced after it. As he turned up onto the track, he could hear the soft, clicking call of a stone chat, and presently saw the handsome fellow, perched high on a clump of bright-flowering gorse. His warning tack-tack cry indicated that he was guarding his mate's mossy nest, hidden out of sight, low down in the bushes. It was hot, the clear air laden with the rich and exciting scent of the golden flowers. Rowley breathed in deeply, joy unexpectedly expanding inside him as he felt the sun's warmth like a blessing on his shoulders. It was at times like these that he remembered the real reason for returning to Cornwall, a determination to cast...